Welcome to another episode of the Aftershock, where we give you the latest and greatest in all things happening in Web3. We appreciate you joining. If you're over on our podcast, make sure you give us a nice share and, and leave us a nice review. And if you're over on our YouTube, please give us a like and a subscribe. And if you like what we have to say today, make sure you go and leave us a, a comment. Now, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into this week's Aftershock. The Aftershock. So this week, we're getting kicked off with this Web3 lightning round with Chinese city public servants to receive digital one salaries starting in May. So personnel and public service and public institutions and state-owned units at all levels in the city will be compensated in the digital one. According to notice issued by financial authorities in the city, civil servants, uh, including public service, public institutions, and state-owned units at all levels will be compensated in the digital one. An on-site staff member of a local hospital reportedly confirmed that the workforce will receive payments in digital one starting next month. So we've been discussing for a long time the power of CBDCs. Um, this is seeing being seen in China, um, and it comes a couple months before the U.S. is getting ready to roll out its version of a CBDC. So China's trying to lead the way, and it looks like they will set that and we'll have other countries will have a lot of catching up to do since uh, China is rolling out on such a huge scale. So interesting to see how this one plays out. Next, we're looking at Russia. It becomes the second largest Bitcoin mining hub after the U.S. Um, it's clear regulations. Uh, it's lack of clear regulations regarding cryptocurrencies in the U.S. may lead to potential market dis, uh, distribution shift into other countries such as Russia. Um, according to BitRiver, a company that provides co-location services for cryptocurrency mining operations, said that the first quarter of the event, uh, first quarter of the year, the Russian Federation achieved a new milestone by taking the second position globally in terms of mining power with one gigawatt of power involved. As more regulation starts to come in, you're starting to see more and more companies uh, leave uh, the U.S. and more Web3 opportunities leave, uh, looking at Coinbase potentially leaving uh, the U.S. And, and setting up elsewhere. But as you look across and look at things like mining, um, other countries are starting to embrace and allow for these miners to come in and do what they need to uh, to set up their business. So I think this is a trend that will continue and we'll probably see more countries start to pick up their mining capacities. Next, we look at Celsius as its auction has Gemini and Coinbase as new bidders. So two new consortiums will dispute the assets of bankrupt crypto lender Celsius in an auction scheduled for April 25th in New York. According to reports, core filings, Gemini and Coinbase are among the companies participating in the bids. Documents show that one of the uh, Consortium is Fahrenheit backed by venture capital firm Arrington Capital, which is owned by blockchain investor Michael Arrington. So there's quite a few different companies trying to buy the assets of Celsius. It filed for bankruptcy last year as part of one of the many companies uh, that did not make it uh, during the last bear cycle. And you're seeing these other companies coming in trying to bid um, so they can get these assets at a discount. So interesting to see which one of these companies will come out on top. Next, we're going to look at SEC as it wins $2.8 in suit over uh, crypto token price manipulation. So Hydro Technology Corp. and its former CEO will pay $2.8 in fines and remedies for allegedly operating price manipulation scheme. 
So the New York district judge ruled against hydrogen technology company and its former CEO, Mike Ross Kane, in suit brought by the SEC, ordering them to pay $2.8 million in remedies. The sum comprises approximately $1.5 million in disgorged profits, which refers to gains made from unlawful conduct, as well as a penalty for more than $1 million. So SEC is continuing to go after people, trying to get these fines, trying to get this money, and a lot of companies... Um, before they even get to trial are settling because they would rather not have to deal with the SEC in any capacity. So um, SEC won this one, and I'm sure they will have many more wins uh, coming up this year. As we look at our next article, we are looking into the Swiss uh, banking giant, which invested in Bitcoin and Ethereum, which was SYZ Bank, and partnered with the CMCC Global to launch Syscrest Digital, a crypto fund worth $50 million and registered in the Cayman Islands. The SYZ Bank has been making several crypto-friendly moves, including launch of Syscrypto and hiring of Richard Byworth as its managing partner. So you see another crypto fund coming into the mix, and you are seeing uh, Swiss money go into these types of funds to try to get into early-stage companies. If there's lessons learned from the last several uh, bull cycles, Companies who were able to build during uh, the bearish times and were able to stick around, those are some of your highest multiplied return on investment type of opportunities. And so a lot of these crypto funds are emerge to try to invest in these companies uh, before that moment happens. So you're seeing this happen with this particular opportunity. And I think that you will see more of these funds uh, emerging uh, as more and more people have an appetite to diversify into Web3. Next up, we're going to be looking at Zimbabwe as introducing its gold-backed digital currency. Uh, the central bank wants people to be able to exchange Zimbabwe's uh, volatility. And the way that they are uh, doing that is by introducing its gold-backed digital currency as legal tender to help stabilize the local currency, the Zim dollar. The tokens will be formal electronic money backed by the country's gold reserves and will be held by the central bank. The RBZ wants people to hold Zim dollars to be able to exchange their money for the gold-backed token to help them hedge against the volatility of the local currency. So currently, one US dollar is worth about 150 Zim dollars. Um, and again, you're looking at more and more countries who are going towards digital currency to hedge against inflation, but also to be able to have a monetary system that they can quickly enact and, and help when, uh, when necessary and when, and when possible. So I think this is cool. And you're seeing more and more African countries exploring CBDCs as Nigeria launched its Enaria back in October of 2021. So I believe you're going to see more African countries uh, begin to follow suit. Our final article in this week's Web3 Lightning Round looks at Hong Kong as a court declares crypto to be property in new ruling. In a landmark ruling, uh, Hong Kong's high court declared crypto as a property and can be held in a trust. It marks the first time such a decision regarding asset class has been made in the city-state. The ruling, which has been handed down in liquidation of a case involving a now-defunct crypto exchange Gatecoin, essentially puts crypto on par with other intangible assets such as stocks and bonds. So Hong Kong has laid the groundwork. We'll see if the rest of the world begins to follow. 
We're going to now go into last week in the metaverse in our first article examines Romania plunging into the Web3 with its national NFT marketplace. So Romania's Informatics Institute is set to launch its institutional NFT trading platform using Web3 to create a link between the public and private sectors. This platform, dubbed ICID Services, goes live on April 26th and aims to create a link between private and public sectors. The platform is primary, primarily an NFT marketplace line both public and institutional users to mint, manage, and trade NFTs. So I think it's really cool that you are seeing countries embrace marketplaces and embrace NFTs. And I think you're going to, we're seeing more and more countries do this this year. I think this will be a trend that we see as more companies embrace and find ways to get their, get access to their citizens faster. Next, we look at C Shrine as it forms a partnership with MSafe. So C Shrine is an exclu- entered an exclusive partnership with MSafe, a multi-sign and non-custodial digital management application built on Move. Serves as a community of Aptos by providing a secure decentralized wallet as a service. A unique mythical dragon NFT, which has been hidden utility in Fury of Seas, the gamified DAO exposure of C Shrine, is being provided to recognize this specific partnership. So more and more collaborative partnerships are happening between ecosystems um, and utilizing things like wallets um, and, and some other uh, layer ones uh, partnering up and, and utilizing NFTs to represent different things within a DAO. I just love how there's so many different components being utilized to fully embrace and bring the entire like web three web together. And more and more of this is materializing and i think more of these partnerships will continue we're going to continue to report on these into the future next we're looking at marvel studios as its founder debuts eco's genesis art collection so the founding chairman of marvel studios david Maisel, has established mythos studios the entertainment company focusing on intellectual property recently unveiled its eco's genesis art collection viewable via virtual gallery at eco's auctioning on may 2nd so it, when you look at Marvel Studios, it's well known for all of its Marvel movies, uh, and they are finding talent to come and build in Web3. And so what better place than to go and get the founding chairman of Marvel Studios uh, to come and create some Genesis art? Um, I think this is cool. I think it's going to be really, really awesome. I think that they have a lot of things in their lineup that will debut and will probably have a lot of success. And so this is a project uh, worth keeping on your radar. Chainlink introduces NFT lending and renting in blockchain gaming. Chainlink introduced this NFT lending and renting, which will enable NFT owners to earn income on their NFTs and provide a more affordable way for individuals to access specific perks and utilities that come to owning an NFT. Chainlink has been hard at work with uh, creating a lot of more utilities for the ecosystem and, and been focusing on the NFT realm of their ecosystem. So they're ensuring that NFT's potential extends far beyond mere ownership and investment. And the way that they're doing that is by adding a DeFi component to the NFTs, uh, which is allowing for lending and renting. I think this is a really good step, a big step for Chainlink. Uh, Chainlink is really trying to 
leave its mark in the NFT space and, and invite more people to come and, and build. And I think utilizing DeFi protocols on its platform is a really cool way to do that through NFTs. Um, <clears throat> this is allowing less friction for people to come in and have access to these NFTs and to potentially monetize in unique ways that otherwise aren't usually available to people. So Chainlink, I see you. And um, I know that I'm going to be looking out for this as uh, this marketplace comes out uh, to provide these things, because I think people are going to utilize this. And I'm eager to see how the lending and renting for their um, blockchain gaming uh, works out for them. Next, we're looking at Solana as its NFTs come up to portfolio app floor amid MATLAB's boom. Um, Flora is a mobile NFT portfolio tracking app and expanded beyond the Ethereum ecosystem and support Solana NFTs um, recently. And the timing um, uh, is great as Solana's uh, business NFT drops. Uh, Mad Labs uh, just recently came out. And projects like uh, Clenosaurus, Solana Monkey Business, and OK Bears cannot be tracked within a mobile app in iOS and on Android. So there are several people that are deep into the NFT space that are constantly tracking uh, pricing and uh, how whales are moving from wallet to wallet, et cetera. And this looks like a cool app that um, includes the Solana ecosystem to watch some of those different collections. So um, sounds like a cool app. I'll probably give it a download and, and, and see how it works out. So um, I will be watching this one. Next up, we're going to be looking at Pudgy Penguins to appear at the Las Vegas Licensing Expo. Um, which is from June 13th through June 15th. Pudgy Penguins are going to Las Vegas um, to represent Web3 IP technology via their booth activation. It's going to give the team a chance to showcase what they built while enabling them to construct a network with brands and retailers worldwide for partnerships. I think this is really smart. The more that Web3 can kind of bridge into Web2, create a 2.5 bridge and get these larger brands seeing and embracing uh, and experiencing what Web3 has to offer and how they can create these NFT ecosystems and get some of these Web2 marketing minds to really start to see the full potential that NFTs offer. And Budgie Penguins is out here saying, hey, we'll, we'll do it. So um, if you're going to be out in Vegas in June, uh, make sure you go check them out at uh, their expo. And um, Budgie Penguins continue to pave the way out here in, in NFT land. Finally, we're going to go look at... Our final article, which is Board at Yacht Club, as it celebrates its two-year um, of NFTs. So the Ethereum-based NFT completed two years in the market and still remains the biggest collection by market capitalization. Uh, it's 10,000 unique ape avatars launched in April 2021 and sold out within hours generating millions of dollars of revenue. The mint price was 0 0.08. That is correct. The mint price was 0 0.08 which is absolutely remarkable. Um, uh, the current, for, for those who are listening right now, the current board yacht club uh, floor is 50.91 ETH. So pretty good ROI um, had you got in at the very beginning, um, but it's also becoming very, uh, gaining notoriety for getting a lot of pop culture people in it. People like Snoop Dogg and um, <clears throat> Eminem and several others um, have begun to, get apes and embrace them and they've ecosystems have grown from uh, mutant apes to other sites and so much more in their roadmap so quick two-year shout out to the board apes they have a lot more to come and i think 
they probably will continue to be at the head of the NFT landscape for a while as they continue to bring in top tier executive talent from web two to bring to, to fully actualize the vision that they have set place and the roadmap that they have. And again, they have some really cool stuff coming in the pipeline. So happy two year anniversary to the board apes. So that's going to wrap up this week's Aftershock Short and Sweets. Get to the point and hope you enjoyed all the content. Um, if there's an article that you really liked, make sure to leave us a comment. Let us know um, how we can go get some other info that you have learned about so that we can share it with others. And um, thank you, as always, for coming and joining us over here at CryptoCurrent. So as always, I hope you all stay CryptoCurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of CryptoCurrent. CryptoCurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. This show and any other CryptoCurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Josh Christ. Whether you're well-established as someone who can translate creative energy into the impact you want to have on the crypto world or just getting started as a catalyst for change within the industry, this is a must-listen for you. Richard does an incredible job leading conversations that cover a huge breadth of topics related to the ins and outs of navigating an ever-changing crypto landscape. The leaders who've actually walked the path. Highly recommend listening and subscribing. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. 